Good evening, everyone. Hey, we're back once again for another exciting and titillating episode of the Across the Tracks podcast. And uh, I'm Wayne here tonight. Good evening, and I'm Steve. I am Steve. Yes, sir. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, before we get into this, man, I got something I want. I want to throw at you, right? Uh-oh, uh-oh. You've, you, you've coached the game and you've played the game. And this is a football thing. And it irritates the hell out of me, man. <laughs> it's been irritating me all day here watching watching these games. Why do they even have a kickoff anymore when every ball goes all the way to the end zone? Why not just bring the ball out to the 20 or 25 and be done with it? Nobody gets <laughs> to return the kickoff anymore. That yeah. used to be an exciting part of the game. And now it's like, why are you lining up the kickoff? You know, uh, it, it that irritates me, man. It's like, you're, it's just bring the ball out to the 25, be done with it. Just start it from there. Just start from there. Don't even. Well, I mean, don't. <laughs> there's a so, chance that the the guy that kicks off could slip mm. and the ball doesn't go all the way to the end zone. Mm. There's a chance that they could kick the ball really high and short. They call them sky kicks, mm-hmm. and the um, you hold the um, receiver back to like the ten yard line or something like that. If you kick it really, really high, and it has a lot of hang time, and your guys could get down there. But as you mentioned, for the most <laughs> part, if you're going to be an NFL kicker, you have to kick the ball into the end zone. Yeah, yeah I, and if you can't kick it into the end zone, you're not going to be right, an NFL right. kicker. Right, and I mean, I don't know what rule this this happened. Like, I mean, this rule they put in where they 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 kick off now closer than they used to in the past. Remember when when the, when the kickoff it was guaranteed somebody was going to get a chance to return the kickoff. Right, because they they kicked off. Um, they used to kick off from the forty. From the 40. So you, you get a back chance. to the 35. Right. So it's like, okay, even my wife's like, why, why are they even kicking off? Because it's like <laughs> the guy's back there and 90% of the time the ball sails into the end zone and it's like, okay, we're going to bring it out to the 35, 25, wherever they bring it to now. 25, it's like, yeah. It's like, come on, man, just, uh, just d- get rid of it. Just get rid of the kickoff and let's just line up after somebody scores. Just bring the offense out, line up at the 25, and run your four downs. <laughs> That's just me. That as sounds, sounds logical. As a non-football playing person. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds logical, but I once again, you got to go through the process. You know, all rules are rules, and like I said, you never know. That some guy could literally slip and the ball goes someplace else, mm. you know, and then mm. what ends up happening is that everybody's going to shit themselves because the ball didn't go into the end zone. Right, right. You know, because you know the um, the uh, guys receiving the ball, hell, they don't they don't expect to, you know, um, re- actually have to return and go block somebody. Right, right. 99% of the time, they don't go block somebody, you know, and it's for safety reasons. You know, that's why they move the um, kickoff team 
from 10 yards to five yards. They went from five yards. Now they have to be within two yards of the ball being kicked. Right, right, right. So therefore it's, it's stopping, you know, it's putting an end to, you know, big bodies running into one mm-hmm. another and collisions and stuff like that. And, um, you know, yeah. the slave yeah. master, the slave masters losing, losing, uh, profit that they're going to have by paying all these, uh, these players, Right, right, all this right, right. money, you know, so they yeah. can't they can't injure the slave. Don't cut don't cut Toby's foot off. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just one of those things that make you go, hmm, you know, why are we doing this? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I, anyway. I, I, I love the game and I watch the game and there are rules that I'm I'm like, that's stupid as well, you know. But yeah, you know, yeah, it is yeah, what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Just one of those things. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna ask this question <laughs> because all day long it's like, when is somebody gonna do a kick return? Yeah. <laughs> you know, see a guy break a hundred, whatever, you know, run a return. It's like, that was exciting when that happened. Now it's yeah. just like, okay, here we go, another kick all the way in the end zone. Yeah, that's you just, get that's... you get it in college, you get it in high school, you yeah. Know? yeah. And um for the most part, even in colleges now, um, probably eight times out of ten, ball goes into the end zone. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're going to be a college kicker, you got to kick the ball into the end zone. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. that's part of the that's part of the um, the game now. So yeah. Yeah. you want to make some money uh, being a kicker, you you have to do that. And seeing that there's only. Uh, so many people that play in the NFL that and the number of people that play in college, you're going to find out of the thousands of colleges, you're going to find somebody that can kick the ball into the end zone. Right. right. You know, there's only 32 teams, <laughs> you right, know, right. and you, you're going to find somebody that can kick the ball into the end zone every time. Right. Right. You know, so. Yeah, that's part yeah. of the game. Yeah, part of the game. All right. <laughs> Just had to throw that in because that's you know, all right. That's all one right. One of those things that like I'm gonna ask the football question. You get on the way. Anyway. Good observation. Right. Yeah, yeah. So tonight's episode, we got a few topics that uh, we hope folks find interesting. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, the chickens coming home to roost. Uh, Trump's lawyers, two of them, have taken plea deals. We want to chat about that. I want to talk about the old blues versus the new blues based upon uh, something that uh, saw this morning on one of the, the early morning shows on Sunday morning. And we want to chat up the Las Vegas Aces, give them some props for the new being the new WNBA champs. And uh, we want to talk about our buddy Jim Jordan is out three strikes and he's out. <laughs> <laughs> And lastly, a hometown story, uh, something going on in our hometown, uh, a plant there that's been around for a while. It has decided to close its doors and shut down ops. We just want to briefly touch on that. So that's what we got on tap tonight, my friend. All right. All right. Well, let's get this. Let's get this thing started. Party started. And uh, (laughs) let's talk about the legalese that deals with um, our favorite. No, not our favorite topic, but a topic that we've had to deal with for the past six or seven years. And that is <laughs> Has um, it been that long? <laughs> well, yeah. Since twenty sixteen. Wow. This is twenty twenty three. 
Uh, I guess it has. <laughs> uh, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, 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 boy, what a gift. We, we need to return that damn You're gift. Right. You know, return, return the sender. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Address unknown. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm I'm sure uh, Orange Julius Caesar, Cheeto Jesus, you know, (laughs) his ass, his asshole's getting a little tight right now because uh, some of his buddies and buddettes are starting to um, turn state's evidence, uh, Mm -hmm. at least at least what they say. So the first one, um, because there's. Two trials that were set to start tomorrow, I think. And uh, Sidney Powell released the crackers. I mean, cracking. Yeah, released the cracking. <laughs> I'm going to release the cracking. <laughs> Her and uh, Chesborough. What's his first yeah, name? Kenneth, Kenneth Chesborough. Kenneth Chesborough. They were set to go on trial together starting tomorrow, I think it was. And then on uh, Tuesday, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, Sidney Powell decided that she was going to plead guilty of a misdemeanor in which she said that she was going to um, um, basically testify uh, truthfully uh, from this point on when called upon. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, she's uh, she's the one that had lied and lied and lied about all these things happening with the election fraud and all this. And finally, you know, once again, these these people that are in the law business, they know that it's better to get in early if you're going to make a plea deal. Or anything, mm-hmm. do it early so you can get the best deal. Then do it late because you won't get very much if you do it late. So, the first domino fell on Tuesday or Wednesday of last week with Sidney Powell pleading guilty and pledging that she was going to testify in further trials. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, she's smart because, uh, as they say, you get in early, you get the better deal, which she got. I think she she got off lightly, you know, based upon all the lies she told, you know, on behalf of uh, our friend, uh, the orange agent orange, you know, (laughs) all the lies she told about how these voting machines were were switching votes and how they had a plan. They were going to confiscate the voting machines or get the military to come. I mean, just lie after lie after lie. And that's when, you know, she uttered her famous line, I'm going to release the Kraken on this. Yeah, okay. Okay. (laughs) But the tables were turned on her behind. And I think she realized, like, this ain't going to turn out well for me. Because Fannie Willis, she knew exactly what she was doing. And now... She's copped a plea. Chesbro has copped a plea. And like you say, man, if I was my man, his butt's probably getting a little tight right now because they have agreed to testify truthfully in all upcoming proceedings. If not, they could wind up in jail for violating the, um, you know, that that plea agreement. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they did what they had to do. You know, my man was he was being adamant that, you know, he I want a speedy trial. I want to have my. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had you you wanted a day in court. But then you realize, oh, once Sidney Powell stepped up to the plate and made her deal, you knew that she was going to roll on your ass, too. <laughs> so, <you> had, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. these people, man. They are so stupid, man. And like, why would you put your career on the line for someone, as we've said time and time again? This guy could care less about anybody else but himself. So all these people now have put their careers on the line in support of this guy. And now they realize, oh, wow, I'm screwed. So, yeah, Sidney Powell was right. She she got a good deal. And Chesbro knew, like, man, she's, she's going to drag my ass into this. Let me make a deal. <laughs> you know, let me make a deal. And I think the next person that's going to step up to the plate is going to be Jenna Ellis. She's already crying because Trump isn't paying the team. They're not paying her legal fees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think she's going to be the next one to give Fannie Willis a call and say, what do you want to know? <laughs> I'll take <laughs> I'll take the deal. Do you want the door? What did they say? We Let's make a deal. I'll take the door behind door number three or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Monty Hall. Like, let's make a deal. So it's it's man, Fonnie Willis is working this to perfection, man. You're gonna these people are going to sing and they're gonna sing loud. Yeah, and here's here's the thing that a lot of people said that she was crazy. She goes, I want to have them all 19 put on trial <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they said, Well, you you can't do that. You just can't do that. And she goes, Yeah, okay, it won't be 19. Because they'll no. be flipping. They'll, That's they'll, right. they'll be stabbing each other in the back. That's it may right. be five or six. That's 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 going to be um, manageable. You know, 19, probably not manageable. But once that first domino falls, they're all going to mm, be that's right. falling in line. And then it's going to bring that number down to mm-hmm. just a few. And then we have Cheeto Jesus and then just maybe five or six more that's going to go on trial at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's going to make it a lot uh, more manageable to handle. And the trial should be over with before the uh, election oh, yeah. next year. Yeah, she knew exactly what she was doing. You know, she she played these people like a violin, man, because she knew exactly these people. They're corrupt. They have no moral fiber. And she knew exactly they were going to start turning on each other. And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. And, you know, and that's exactly and, what's happening. And uh, what's his name? I'm telling you, he's shitting bricks. You know, because his ass don't, his ass didn't want to go to jail. Mm-mm. And as speaking of shitting bricks, the, the judge up in New York told him, you know, you got to take something down. That's off right. His, off his website. And he he warned and goes, I don't understand why I shouldn't put your ass in jail right now. Right, right. So he's been warned. They they're only gonna take incremental steps before they lock his ass up before the trial and so on. So he's but been my, warned to take it yeah. down. He didn't take it down. He still put it out there. And then he told his told the lawyers, he still got stuff out there. You got you're going to take it down now and I'm going to fine you five thousand dollars and I should be putting you in jail right now. But I'm going to give you a chance. See, uh, to me, how many chances 
No, that's the thing, man. And that's what people see. The people here see there's two justice systems. There's one for those who don't have the, the clout and there's one for those that do. And I guarantee you, man, if you or I were threatening a judge and trying to intimidate people, we'd be sitting in a cell. Okay. Why does this guy keep getting pass after pass after pass? Lock his ass up. <laughs> I mean, quit yeah. messing with this guy, man. I well, mean, you're, you're threatening people. And I don't know if you heard or not, he released Letitia James's home address. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if that isn't causing her harm, because people are crazy as hell now. I mean, we just saw this judge get shot in his driveway because this guy got pissed off because the judge granted his his ex full custody of the kids. He shoots the judge because he's pissed off. Yeah. So all these people who are pissed off that somehow the justice system is being weaponized against Agent Orange, somebody might go harm Letitia James or her family because now he's released their address. If that doesn't warn the judge saying, you know what, pack your shit, we're sending you down to Rikers Island, man. <laughs> Send his ass down to Rikers Island and lock him up. <laughs> well, I will say this, seeing that we haven't had a president of the United States ever to go through this before because he's <laughs> such a dumbass. <laughs> you know, common law comes from. You know, things that happened in the past that you can right, right. that you can look at and say, OK, they did this in 1785. Now, this is 1885 or this is 1985 or this is 2005. So you can set a president precedent. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever he's doing now is setting a precedent so that dumbasses in the future can't get away with this shit. Mm -hmm. You know, so now they can't say, well, you can't you can't indict a sitting president. Yes, you can. Yep. Yes, you can. You can't you, you can't <clears throat> uh, make someone testify. Yes, you can. Well, well, when did that happen? Go back to 2021. Go back to 2022. Mm -hmm. Go back to 2023 when the judge said you can't do that by publishing people's and we can put a partial gag order on you. Now we can mm -hmm. put a full gag on order on you. In the future, they got they got precedent. Now they can do it. So some dumbass in the future, now they want to try that stuff. It's all set now. Mm -hmm. It's common law. You know, the one thing that I wish would wish would happen is that the Justice Department updated their rules to where, you know, if someone does something illegal, I don't care if it is within an election cycle or not, indict their ass, put their ass on lockdown, mm -hmm. have a trial, lock their ass up, you know, because the pol now it's all politics and yep. you, know, you can't do it because your political enemies, blah, <clears throat> blah, 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 blah. Right, but right. hell with that. They don't go by any rules anyway. So you may as well make new rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Yep. So Sidney Powell and uh, Chesboro and Jenna Ellis, she's gonna be she's gonna be coming. Yeah, I think she's coming. coming. Yeah, that's right. Because you mad. haven't seen anything of her. No, other than her coming out in the news and saying she was upset because so far none of her legal fees have been paid by the by the team, and so she's a little irritated. So I would suspect that you know what y'all don't wanna. 
pay my bills after I've done everything for you. D.A. Willis, when can we meet? <laughs> when can we meet? I got something I need to tell you. <laughs> so I think she'll be snitch. next. I think she will be next. I think she will be next. Yeah. Now, somebody else may come forward, but I think she's going to be next just because she's pissed off. And uh, I think she realizes, like, you know, as 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 Denzel said in Malcolm, you've been had. You've been hoodwinked. <laughs> you've been bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> Run amok. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think uh, it, it is funny to watch, man, because people thought that Fonnie Willis had bitten off too much. But, man, this this is this is great. And I know, you know, we my wife got on me here a week ago because, you know, she read me a scripture, you know, that you aren't supposed to take joy in seeing people, you know, go through tough times and whatnot. But I'm like, you know what? Justice is being done, man. This this is mm-hmm. this is bullshit what is going on. And the justice system needs to treat these people like they do other common everyday people. You commit a crime. The justice system should take care of you and you shouldn't be ducking and hiding and stand up and face your punishment. You were big and bad enough to do it. Then once you're caught, okay, yeah, I, I got to go through the process. That's what you and I would have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So what is fair is fair. So yeah, yep. I'm, I'm glad to see the justice system uh, working and, uh, you know, that's, yeah, people cop a plea, man, when, when they don't like, I don't look good in pinstripes or <laughs> orange jumpsuit or whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah. they go have you wear. I don't look good in that. And I don't like prison food. And I, I know I, what do you want to know? OK. And the good thing, right, with Chesbro, even though he copped, he he, he got convicted for a felony. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be able to practice law if he keeps up the, uh, the, the 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 specifics of his plea deal. He'll still be able to practice law. Yeah. And so yep. will uh, uh, Sidney Powell. So, yep. OK, you, you're still going to be able to make a living. So you, you in that regard, you got off lightly because you're still going to be able to go out here. Now, I don't know who would hire you as their lawyer, but, uh, you know your livelihood wasn't taken away. So, yeah, we, we, we all, and I'm kind of with you and, and I hadn't been chastised by Lynn or anything because <laughs> what's the old German word? Schadenfreude? Yeah. Schadenfraud? <laughs> Schadenfraud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Schadenfraude. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Schadenfraude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A lot of that's going on. And I'm, I'm, I must say that I am, Having a little pleasure and joy and self-satisfaction that comes from learning of the the issues of Sidney Powell and Kenneth Chisborough and all these other people who who fail to show any humility, just like Orange Julius Caesar. None, none. You got up in front of the American public and lied every day. And you had all this evidence that you were going to show that, you know, the voting machines were rigged and, and all this other stuff. And and yeah, I'm going to release the Kraken. <laughs> well, you know what? Guess what? You ain't releasing nothing. <laughs> the Kraken cracked her ass. <laughs> yeah, you ain't releasing nothing because uh, Fonnie Willis got you and she's going to get a few more folks. So I yeah you you don't I'm not rejoicing per se <laughs> but <laughs> it's good to see the justice system catch up with people who have they, these people have harmed democracy man yeah they have harmed democracy and those of us who believe in 
what this country stands for. And there are a lot, there are a lot more people that believe in what this country stands for than these idiots who got up on TV every day in support of Agent Orange and lie and lie and lie. There's more of us than it is them. So the justice system is doing what it's supposed to do, prosecuting these people. And, uh, you know, it affords you the opportunity. If you want to cooperate with prosecution, then there's a way for you to do that. But we're going to hold your feet to the fire and you're going to meet every stipulation in that plea. So That's I'm right. watching that, too. If, if they go sideways, their ass is going to get locked up. <laughs> yeah. Have them singing the blues, singing That's the right. blues, singing the blues. So. That's a good segue, my friend, to uh, <laughs> let's talk about the blues for a bit. Um, I don't know. You you watch Sunday morning. I think you're a, you're an avid viewer of CBS Sunday morning. And this morning, I don't know if you caught the show or not, but uh, there was a segment on an, a, a legendary blues man. Buddy Guy was on. Buddy Guy. Yep. Buddy Guy was on. <clears throat> the man is 87 years old, <clears throat> still touring. He's one of the last. Uh, old school bluesmen that are still around, man, because a lot of those guys have, have passed on, uh, you know, the Howling Wolves and the Muddy Waters and the BB Kings. I think Bobby Blue, I think Bobby Blue Band, Bobby Blue Bland may have passed as well. Mm-hmm. But he but he's one of the last of the old school bluesmen that's still around. He's still drawing sellout crowds. Uh, he has a club in Chicago. His kids perform with him. That was a great piece they did on him, man. But he is truly a legend in blues. But we have a new type of blues that's that's coming around. And um, what do you how do you uh, how do you feel about the old blues, the new blues? How, how do you feel about that? Or were you a fan of the old bluesmen? I, I'm a fan of some of the old bluesmen. I, I didn't really get into a lot of Muddy Water Thief. The yeah. Godfathers of the Blues. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get into them that much, only just to know that they were the Godfathers of the Blues. Right. I was more '60s type blues with BB King and okay. um, those guys. You know, okay. more '60s, '70s type blues. Um, you know. Um, that's that's where I am. The, yeah, the, yeah. the other blues, the the traditional blues, mm-hmm. which is fine. But I was more I, I want to say it's pop blues, blues that became more popularized, popularized with B.B. King, you know, and and that group. That's yeah, who yeah. that's who I cut my teeth on as yeah, far as yeah. blues go. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And, you know, now you got some guys coming along. Um, Keb Moe, he, he's he's a bluesman. He's he's keeping that the traditional style of blues alive. Yeah. Uh, Keb Moe. Um, I think there's another guy um, that's a bluesman. Um, the young, young blues player that uh, keeps the traditional blues alive. And, you know, you've also got the type of blues that we talk about every now and then, the the soul blues. Right. <laughs> that, uh, you know, the King Georges and the Tucker and the uh, Big Rob and O.C. Uh, Cunningham, o- Omar Cunningham Omar and Cunningham. people like that. And Sir Charles Jones, those guys. 
the soul blues stuff, which, you know, it's it's a new genre of blues. They they talk about trials and tribulations as they yeah. only from a different perspective. You could uh, you could probably put ZZ Hill in the ZZ Hill movie. in there. Yeah. Uh Marvin Cease. Uh yeah. you know, um even Tyrone Davis. I mean, oh, I would yeah. stick Tyrone Davis in, in some of that because some of his songs are, you know, got that bluesy vibe to it. Right. But right. uh but uh, you know, it's it was good to see uh, you know, Buddy Guy, eighty-seven man, and his daughter says she looks at his tour schedule and is like, How's my dad keeping up with all this? <laughs> I mean, he is touring like I mean, he is touring like crazy, but people wanna hear him and they wanna see him, man. I think he's been here at Colorado Springs a couple of times. Hmm. Uh, okay. they have a okay. they have a big blues festival in the summertime and a couple of years he came here and performed. Uh, but like you, man, I, I was not into the I guess it was the Delta Blues, uh, yeah. you know, that Delta Blues type thing. I was more of a B.B. King guy. Like you say, uh, Coco Taylor. She's from that era, I think. Johnny uh, Bobby, Guitar Watson. Yeah, Johnny Guitar Watson. Uh, like you said, ZZ Hill, uh, Marvin Cease, uh, Johnny Taylor. I mean, Johnny, Johnny yeah. Taylor, yeah, yeah. you know, I, that was sort of our era. And uh, some folks, you know, well, is that that's not really blues. Well. It's got the vibe to it, you know, right. it's got that blues vibe. And so, uh, yeah, I sort of, you know, we grew up in that era, but still got to respect uh, someone who is still doing it at the age of 87 that still has people, you know, clamoring to see him. And he's sharp, man. He he was playing that guitar like, man, he's a hell of a guitar player. Yeah. You know, hell of a guitar player. So yeah, yeah, if you if you didn't get to see that segment, uh, you know, it's it I, was I saw it. it. Okay, I, cool. I watched it this morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was really good. it was really yeah. cool to, to see and, that. And as you mentioned, there's there's some guys that are that are doing a little pop blues, you know, yeah. a little R and B blues, you know. Yeah. Um it's male waiters. No waiters. You can call, put him in there. Um, you mentioned King George, uh, Jeff Floyd. Yeah. Put him in there. Um, I know you mentioned Johnny Taylor. Um, I, oh gosh, who was the one guy that that more of a bluesy, jazzy guy? Uh, uh, Jimmy Smith. Remember the organist, Jimmy yeah, Smith. Yeah, Jimmy Smith. Yep. Yeah, he put him in it. Those are all people from our 60s and 70s time period in which we grew up. And that was a transition time mm-hmm. that that took place that, um, yeah. you know, the yeah. blues had changed from a little bit of uh, straight blues to R&B slash pop type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we'd be remiss. You know, there were a lot of women blues singers. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, Denise LaSalle and yep. uh, Betty Wright. I would Betty put Wright. Betty Wright. Oh in yeah. There. <laughs> uh, Nellie Tiger Travis. Uh, <laughs> now uh, Nellie Travis. <laughs> there's a debate in the Johnson household. Oh really? Nellie Travis should maybe be. Nelson Travis. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Why is that? Uh, I, it's just it's, there. There are some people that just think that Nelly should be a Nelson. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Nelly. Oh, like yeah. like people use it as a nickname, Nelly. No, yeah. I'm talking like people use it as a guy. 
<laughs> oh, as a guy. Yeah. Well, when, when you see, I mean, I've seen her. I mean, yeah. she, she's she's a woman now. She's this a woman. Is, but uh, you know, she's yeah. She's got some manly features. <laughs> but man, she lays it down. I mean, oh yeah, she lay it. Lays it down, and uh, you know, a lot of lot of female blues singers. Man, Coco Taylor from back yeah. in the day. Um, gosh, wow. Um, Big Mama Thornton. I mean, Big Mama mm-hmm. Thornton started out, um, you know, back in the day. We're going back a little bit, but you know, she was down in that Delta Blues area. So, oh, yeah. you know, but uh, who was the lady? Oh, I can't think for the name. Uh, the lady that Elvis stole her song. Um. Well, that was yeah, Hound Dog. That was Hound Dog. Hound Dog. That was Big um, Mama Thornton. Yeah, Big, Big Mama, Mama Thornton, Thornton yeah. did Hound Dog, and so Elvis uh, took that, and you know, it's one of his, as they say, it's one of his signature songs. But that was Big Mama Thornton, man. So, you know, we, uh, you know, the blues was was us, man. The blues was our music, yep. you know. And then, you know, the question is, you know, a lot, lot, a lot of white dudes came into the blues area, and they, you know, some, some nice. White dudes and that do blues, man. Stevie Ray Vaughan comes to mind. Uh, yep. Eric, Eric Clapton was a oh yeah blues guy. In which they uh once again they sampled, took stuff yeah. from from the brothers, and right. turned it upon themselves. And literally, as he, as he mentioned in the in the story, in the show, is that you had to have a white artist to cover yep. these things to yep. make it more popular. Yep. yep. You know, you know, when you think of when you think about um, R&B, when you think about rock and roll, you know, it was taking Elvis to be literally the the person to bring it to white audience because race music, Mm -hmm. you know, black people singing songs and because of segregation or whatnot, um, they weren't supposed to hear black music. Right, right. You know, it's it's just like the, you know, you saw the movie and read the movie, The Green Book, right? Yep, yep. You know, and so you weren't you weren't supposed to hear any of that stuff because everything was so segregated. And it, and it took, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it literally took some white white person to bring it to the forefront. Then everybody kind of made their way. Oh, it's okay now that we can listen to these things. You know, people could go and listen to Albert King. People could listen to BB mm-hmm. King. Mm-hmm. You know, Muddy Waters, uh, Buddy Guy, and you know all all the greats from from back then. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. John Lee Hooker. John Lee Hooker. Yeah. You know, Howlin' Wolf and all all these guys. Which which if you uh, I think what is it? What's the movie? Cadillac Records. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of those guys were immortalized in that movie, and it also showed that they were taken advantage of as well. You know, right. a lot, a lot of those old bluesmen were taken advantage of, uh, and we, we would, we would, man, we need our heads examined if we don't mention the late great Etta James. Yeah. <laughs> we got to give Etta James some props because, man, whoo, what a voice, what a voice. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, you know, I found it odd, man. We're we're doing one of our music things here. We're going down to music rabbit hole. <laughs> but uh, a lot of those old doo-wop groups from the 50s and 60s, when you listen to those songs, at the time, I didn't realize they were black. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. You weren't allowed to see their face on the album covers or whatnot. You know, and now, you know, when you start getting into the history of a lot of these, like, man, these guys were black. 
Right. <laughs> you know? Right. They were black. And but like you say, segregation, they couldn't perform in front of uh, mixed audiences. They had to do the chitlin circuit thing and yep, yep. and all that. So uh it's Well, you remember I remember my mom going to Louisville to rock and roll shows. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was at Louisville Gardens or at the Louisville um, Gardens, yep, yep. Or at the um Freedom Hall. Freedom Hall, yep. Yeah, know? one of the two, yep. And yep. you know, because you talk about the Chitlin circuit, they made their rounds, you know, they could have mm-hmm. been in Indianapolis last night and then Louisville tonight and Nashville the next day and then Birmingham and Montgomery and then on down to um uh, New Orleans and then made mm-hmm. their way over to the Biloxi and made their way to Texas. Yep. Yep. You know, each night it was someplace else. That's that's why when we kind of talk about you mentioned I think the last time the five heartbeats or something like that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. kind of makes you think that this is what's going on. Or the the series with the temptations and it, yep. it talks about how they did that. Or the Green Book. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of movies and, and things that are out there that gives you some idea of how things Ray, great example, mm-hmm. yep. you know, yep. uh, of how things were and how he got started and, and so mm-hmm. on, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating, <laughs> man. When you sit and start getting into a lot of, you know, the musical history of a certain genre and just so happens, you know, we're talking about, you know, started with Buddy Guy and we've been all over the place here, but, you know, he's a legend and, you know, his story was just so fascinating and, you know, it's people still want to hear him. They want to see him, but that, that journey that he's made from a small town, Louisiana to being as big as he is in a genre that is truly ours, you know, people can say what they want, but, we created the blues, <laughs> you know, we live the blues. And so, uh, you know, I, I thought it was great, man. But hey, every musical genre, um, I think, you know, traces back to to us, man. Yeah. You know, traces back to us. There's always a struggle that you, you, always you, a struggle. You can you can beat the hell out of us. Yeah. But you can't take that spirit away. Nope. And nope. that spirit, a lot of that spirit. um dealt with song right right you know so you know yeah i I, he he started picking cotton at age six Mm, at age six yep you know and um because of that there's something to sing about you know at age six i was picking cotton absolutely age, age 12 i you know i he said I, he was. I, he was driving the tractor or something driving, like that. Driving, driving it, yeah, driving the tractor. Driving you know? the tractor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we had the, if we had the ability, if I had the ability to play music, the way that they play music, I could come up with some great blues songs. Absolutely. <laughs> what, <laughs> what we've lived through. Absolutely. In our sixty-some years. Yep. You know, Absolutely. we could sing the blues. Hell, we sing That's the blues right. every day. <laughs> yeah, That's right. We could. If we, if we were a musician, <laughs> man, could we pin some hits? You know, <laughs> we could make us some songs, man. Make <laughs> us some songs. But, uh, I mean, that that's where the term, you know, and we, we'll, we'll get on to the next topic after this, but that's where the term soul music came from. Right. Because we, we sang from a point that was like it was deep. It was deep, man. I, I remember, man, I did this function 
at the uh, it was the retired enlisted hall. And a lot of, you know, old veterans went there. You know, you know, they at the time I was in my 40s, late 40s or so. Was this and in these, Fort Carson or Fort No, this Don? was here. This was here. This was here. Here okay. it was a they had a place that was called the Retired Enlisted Association. Okay. And they had uh they had dances there once a month. So the guy I worked with uh, when I was a contractor, he was the president of the club. And he knew that I I DJed and when he said, "Hey, would you mind uh doing an event for us?" You know, we're having something, you know, I forgot what the occasion was. He said, would you mind doing an event for us? You know, you're a veteran. You know, we we love you to come do it. I said, sure. And um, so I go over there. Right. And uh, he said, yeah, then this one guy, he already asked me, one of the one of the older black guys. He said, are they going to be playing soul music? <laughs> <laughs> I said, man, you, if you want some soul music, yeah, we can play some soul music, man. So. So I roll up in there, man, and I, I it was it was great, man. I played a lot of 60s soul, a lot of 50s soul, doo-wop, whatnot, man. It was great, you know. But that's people recognize that music because it comes from a place that's deep, man. That that's that's why it's soul music, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it comes from a deep place. So so yeah, we have a lot, man. That uh, gosh, we could we could spend all night talking about this, but. Absolutely. There, there is a struggle, man. Always a struggle where anything that that we uh, have been associated with, and music is just one aspect, but there's always a struggle behind it, as you alluded to. So, yep. Yes, sir. Yep. Speaking of a struggle, let's transition <laughs> to. I guess it was a struggle for uh, <laughs> the the aces to um, do what they do, and um, when the um, WNBA championship again. Is that right? Yeah, they are repeat. First repeat, repeat. champion since yep. 2002, I think. Since 2002. Yeah. Yep. And always, uh, you know, there's, there's a steely. I, I always try to find a steely Dan uh, metaphor. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. part of it. So one of the yeah. one of the um, I guess the MVP is named mm-hmm. after one of the famous albums by uh, right. Steely Dan. Asia. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. She said her dad was a big Steely Dan fan. So that's how she got her name. He he was a big Steely Dan fan. So that's how she ended up with the name Asia. But I think she should have been the MVP of the league. Um, not just the finals MVP. I think she should have been the MVP of the league because she can flat out play. Yeah. Um, she's a heck of a player. That whole team, man, when you've got four legitimate all-stars on one team, I think all four of their top players made the all-star team this year. So they, they run three guards, uh, Asia and, uh, Kia Stokes uh, as the, as the other forward. And, but Kia Stokes got hurt. And then it was, um, they had a, somebody coming off the bench. Uh, Alicia Clark came in and she had won two championships with Seattle. So they had depth, man. They had depth and New York just didn't rise to the occasion. In my opinion, Yeah. and watching the games, um, they just didn't have, and I, I, I say this, not could it be, door. could it be intimidation? Because I think it, I think some of it was intimidation and, you know, and I don't mean this in a derogatory manner, but New York, they didn't have them dogs, man. Like, <laughs> like, that you could see it. 
you can <clears throat> see it, man. And the in my opinion, the only person on New York that actually came out there and played like, you know, hey, let's get this done was John Quill Jones. I mean, she mm-hmm. played. She didn't show up big in the championship game, but those first uh, three or four games, I mean, she was balling out. And the other the other players, they're all stars. They didn't rise to the same level of, of effort that she did. So uh, Vegas just they overwhelmed them, man, at every position. So I, they're they're going to be a threat for a long time because they're young and um, they they're coached by a Hall of Famer in her own right. Played for years in the league, so they they ain't going nowhere. They're going to be around for a yeah, long yeah. time, long time. But it's just to show a testament, man. Women's basketball is it is fun to watch. I, I I get off on it, man, because I I love watching them more than I love watching the guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just that it's it's a lot better brand of basketball, and um, there isn't all this hype, and it's just pure basketball uh, to watch. And uh, so I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I make no 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 bones that I am a fan. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 entertaining without it yes. being entertaining. Right. Because the NBA is all entertainment. Right. And the WNBA is all basketball with entertainment. Basketball first. You know, be, I mean, normally with guys, you know, 90% of them can dunk the ball and so right. on. And right. Well, right. 90% of the WNBA cannot dunk the ball. And they have to rely on, you know, their ball handling skills. Now, the one thing that's, kind of disappointed me a little bit that they're starting to let them carry the ball too damn yeah. much like the NBA. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah. why I, that's why the WNBA to me is better than the NBA because it's mm-hmm. just pure basketball. Right. It's pure. You know, it's, it's almost like uh, when professional tennis players play and all it is is a serve and a volley. Mm-hmm. And you don't you have don't have very many ground strokes. You don't right. have very many playing playing, as in the 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 females. You have more ground strokes than you have volleys that take place because they're not as athletic. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it takes a little bit more time to get through matches and so on. WNBA, they're they're not as athletic as the men, but they're still just as good. Just yeah. in a different just in a different just in a different way right and they're more they play more of a team sport than the guys by all means oh by by far man by far there isn't a lot of isolation you know one-on-one type play in the WNBA, and they're still post play um you know and it's it's the way ball should be man if if you're a basketball head and you love basketball you can't help but sit and watch a WNBA game and just watch it unfold because if somebody picks 99% of the time, they're going to roll. If they give it, they're going to go. If they catch their man or their person leaning to it, they're going back door and the pass is going to be there. I mean, it's fun to watch because yeah. you're like, yes, I find myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like when I see a good <laughs> pass, I'm like, yes, that's the pass that was supposed to be made. And they make the pass. I mean, it's like, wow. So people who are hating on the league and there are a lot of people out there, man, who wants to watch women play back? You better, you better 
ask somebody because yeah. I'm telling you, man, if if they could get the funding right, that uh, up to the level, I, you know, it probably never will be to where the NBA is. But I think the ladies deserve to be paid a lot more than they're making. Their travel arrangements need to be better right. because they're doing, you know, commercial flights. And all that. Get these ladies a chartered plane, man. Charter them to their games. just like you do for the guys. And and bring the league up to the level. Like I said, I don't think it's ever going to get to the NBA. But since you're a, a sponsoree of the NBA, to me, some of that funding should flow down to the league. And make things better for these ladies because they 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 put on a good product, man, every night they play. So, yeah, I, I find myself just rooting and, and enjoying it, man. I can't wait till uh till May because that's the when they season. start up again. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait yeah. for the next season. <laughs> well, not, not unless you catch European ball. Yeah, and that, a lot of those games aren't on TV. Right, you know, that's women, what I'm women. saying. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, I very rarely, I occasionally I'll watch NBA summer league, a couple of games, but like you say, man, it's man. A lot of these guys, one, they should have stayed in school. Uh, they, they're, they're not ready for the pros. You can tell by some of the plays they make and some of the dumb shots they take and whatnot, but they don't have a summer league for the women. You know, the women that are coming out of college come why can't they have a summer league? I mean, that's why can't they have a summer league? Right. Get to get them ready for the WNBA season. There's a lot of disparity. Uh, what's the term? Uh, discrepancies that. OK, why aren't the ladies getting this? Yeah. The guys, most of, most of them go to Europe and play, don't they? they go to Europe? A lot of them go to Europe uh, to play because, you know, the salary that they're getting in the WNBA, they're like, you know, I need to make a bit more. Uh, than what I'm making here. So they go to Europe, they get paid a lot more. So that supplements their salary from the WNBA. And so, but what happens is uh, I think one year, Brianna Stewart went over there. She tore her Achilles playing over there. Mm-hmm. And so she had to sit out a year when it, you know, for when she was with Seattle, she tore her Achilles playing over there. Uh, Brittany Griner, she said she's done because she got detained. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of ladies were going over playing in Russia because they were paying big bucks. They were paying good money to come over and play in Russia. I think uh, Diana Tarazi, who plays for Phoenix, her team that she played for, they said, hey, if you set out a year in the WNBA, we'll pay you $2 million. We'll pay you $2 million. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, who could turn that down? But now that what has happened to Brittany, a lot of ladies are thinking, man, do I really want to go overseas? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know? So something needs to be done to bring the pay up where it's equitable for these ladies, the travel. uh, I think they need better um, television rights. Um, You know, a lot of the games, yeah, they are on ESPN, but a bulk of their games, man, were on ION this year. Mm. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. and, you, and Ion doesn't even have an HD channel. So you're watching the game as grainy as hell because I'm like, what is this? The signal is terrible on that channel. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why can't these ladies get a good deal? Somebody sponsor the league, man, and put it on your network or whatnot. I, I, you know, a lot of things I don't like about the arrangement, but the product, I love it, man. Love, love watching the ladies do their thing. And so... The Aces, I sort of knew it was going to be them in New York at the end. 
I had, I thought, man, New York might be able because they look, they beat the Aces, what, three times this year, regular season? Beat them three times. But when it came time to put the rubber to the road, Asia Wilson and her comrades, they were they were too much for New York. Too much. <laughs> too much. Yeah. So they're going to be around for a while. I look forward to watching them, man. Look forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, good, 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 good. Uh, have to pick it up next next May then, huh? Next May, yeah, right before Memorial yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking speaking of picking up, let's pick up some pieces in the uh, U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, last week there was this big plan to get a couple of people. Uh, in place that could possibly become the Speaker of the House of Representatives, seeing that um, uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy got jack booted up out of there. <laughs> and uh, two leading candidates were Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. Scalise is from Louisiana. And Jim Jordan is from Ohio, and we kind of made it a point, I think, in last week's broadcast that we hope that Jim Jordan would not be the Speaker of the House because he's such an idiot, mm-hmm. uh, not a good person. And um, we went through that process. Well, uh, what, you, what did you think about the process that we had to kind of suffer through I thought it was, as we said the term man was a shit show because <laughs> as nancy pelosi said you need to have your votes together before you come to the floor yeah. neither time they did that he must thought people really liked him <laughs> but dude you're 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 a polarizing individual that's why people don't like you man you've always he, he always starts shit as we said last week you're a shit starter and you can't back up anything you say. And you think that you should have the gavel to be third in line to the presidency when you've lied on time after time again. You've usurped the law and you have uh, hitched your wagon to an individual who said, let's put aside the Constitution let me do whatever I want to do. That's who you support. And you think you should be the Speaker of the House and third in line to the presidency. I think not. Mm-hmm. And that's what his own party said. No, no, we, we ain't vote for your ass. No <laughs> yeah. way. So third time, as we say on the broadcast when it was baseball season, three strikes, you're, you're out. out. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> And that's what happened the other day. They basically said, hell to the no. You are not <laughs> becoming speaker. So I loved it, man. Like I said, I, I wasn't being gleeful, but I'm like, dude, you're an election denier. You're an insurrectionist. You don't give a rat's ass about the Constitution, but you want to be the speaker of the House of Representatives. I mean, what what are we doing? What are we saying to the rest of the world? We can't even get our own house in order. We can't do anything to pass anything, to get anything done for the president or this country, because these idiots are hijacking the process. They've hijacked the process. 
And they can say whatever they want. Kevin McCarthy out there, you know, for a while, he's changed his tune here as of late. Oh, but he was on this bandwagon, you know, the, the, the Democrats have caused this, blah, blah, blah. No, asshole. It was <laughs> you. You made a deal with the devil, and the devil always gets his due, okay? <laughs> yep. so, uh, the devil always gets his due, and your due, your bill came due. And they voted your ass out because you got in bed with the devil. We said that last week. So, no, it's your fault that the country is in disarray. It's your fault that now you've let these, uh, I don't know what term we want to call these people, eight or nine of them, that want to usurp democracy. We're in, we're in this position because you got in bed with these people. You got in bed with these people. Well, let's not, let's not. Let's not lay all the blame on those eight or nine extremists. You got to put the rest of the party in with them because true, they didn't true. stand up and say this guy is wrong. And they went along with the election deniers and they stood by Orange Julius Caesar, you know, Cheeto Jesus, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> You know, they they stood by him because he claims to be a Republican. He never was a Republican until he mm -hmm. ran. And you dumbasses, mm -hmm. oh, he's a Republican. I'll never vote for a Democrat because I'm vote for him. And he just mm -hmm. took your ass and flushed you down the shitter like everybody else. <laughs> and then you're still standing by the guy. There should be there should only he should only receive eight votes. Those extremists that that went along with him. And Jim Jordan is the worst human. He's almost as bad mm -hmm. as Cheeto Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. all he wants to do is raise hell. Yep. You know, doesn't believe in the Constitution. He, he he uses the Constitution to get what he wants. And then all he right. wants to do is throw bombs at people. All he right. wants to do is is do do uh, negative, make negative comments about some people because it makes him popular. And the people that voted him in the office, what the hell do they think? You're doing what we want. Yeah, give up there, give them mm -hmm. hell. Mm -hmm. You know, I only heard, I've ever only ever heard of some people saying give them hell, and that was Harry Truman in, right. in 1948 when he mm -hmm. was supposed to lose the election and ended up winning. Right. You know, but and they always make the excuse the American people sent me here to do this. No, the American people <laughs> didn't send your ass to, to, to do this. Your ass has been sitting in a gerrymandered district that you'll never lose and the same old son of a bitches send your ass back year after year mm -hmm. after year. They go, Give them hell. We yep. put you there for you to raise hell. What do those people think about? I don't understand. Yep. And then yep. this guy, isn't it have you ever heard the, the idea that the more times that you do something and you believe that you're doing right when you know it's wrong makes you fucking insane? Mm -hmm. yeah. he, he's, he's insane. And, you know, he's going to force a vote. And, and then he loses the first time with uh, 200 votes. 
uh, 199 votes he gets supposed to get 217 and then the second ballot he gets 194 votes so there's more right. people you know the titanic was sinking everybody didn't fucking stay on the titanic right. they off the fucking boat right you know some of them jumped off the boat because maybe i can make it that's what those right. other republicans should do jump off the bandwagon you jump out of the clown car <laughs> get the don't don't take control of the damn horn jump out and they still followed his ass. Yeah. And then Kevin McCarthy, who they just kicked out, he's the guy that nominates him. Right. <laughs> what a dumb fucker he is. Right. They right. kick my ass out, and I'm gonna nominate you. Right. What the right. hell? Right. I mean, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> him, him. Yeah. Hey, Jim Jordan is such a great leader. Really? <laughs> you must think we're all like. Have we have, did what? What? I mean, <laughs> that's the speech you get up on on the House floor and say that this guy is a great leader when he was the one who didn't want your ass in there in the first place. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's 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 embarrassing, man. It is embarrassing to watch this. You know, well, we watched it all last week and it's going to be a repeat this week because yeah. you got nine people who and I'm like you're looking at these nine people the bulk of them they're election deniers uh I mean just, I mean it's like come on people what are you doing and I wish five republicans had the balls to go over to the other side and say hey we'll join you and let Hakeem Jeffries become speaker of the house <laughs> I would but but can't you know it, it's it's like you know what 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 I think no, they, they don't have yeah, the courage. They, yeah, five you. people. We need five brave souls to come over here and say, I'll join you because we believe in democracy. We believe in doing the work of the American people. The people who sent us here, they elected us. And some of these people, they're, they're upright people. They just, why they don't have the courage, I don't get it. You know, go side with these guys. Get Hakeem Jeffries in there. Let him become the Speaker of the House, the first black Speaker of the House, and get on with the work that needs to be done, man, for the country. Yeah. I, I mean, well, you get it. The reason that they're not going to do that, because, you know, once they get into Congress, they know that they've got a gravy train from that point on. Yep, yep. And you, you, you don't want to upset the chuck wagon. We're going back a Western term here now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to upset the cooks of the chuck wagon because they ain't going to feed your ass again. That's right. So therefore we can't do that because we will never get elected. They're making $174,000 a year mm -hmm. and they don't do shit. They haven't passed a bill. Jim Jordan has been in right. in Congress for 16 years and he never passed a bill. Never passed a bill. What the hell is that? Never but they keep sending his ass back. I mean, yep. $174,000 a year. You multiply that times 16. What the? Yeah. And, and not yep. on top of the perks that they give them for flying back to their home mm -hmm. districts all the time. Hell, they're all, their ass is on recess right now. And they left right. for the weekend. Right. If I was the if I was the Senate pro tem, uh, the House pro tem guy. No, y'all, y'all ain't going right. nowhere. Keep right. your ass here and let's That's get right. this done. Right, right. And the, and they don't want the guy who's filling the role. They don't want him either. It's like, what do you people want? And to me, McHenry seems like a sensible guy. He seems like a sensible guy, but they don't want him either. So, 
I, I don't know, man. And and you knew, you knew because Jordan made a statement the other day when they were interviewing after, I think it was after the second failed vote, failed vote. He made a comment that like, you know, well, somebody asked him like, well, why don't you work with the Democrat? Nah, you know, the American people, they, they don't want us working with the Democrat. You don't know what the American people want. The American people want this shit show to end. That's what they want. <laughs> They, they want to see they want you to earn your money. That's what the American people want. Yeah. And and you're here playing around and, you know, people basically are holding the country country hostage over over stupid stuff, over stupid stuff. Let's impeach Joe Biden. For what? What are we impeaching him for? I mean, instead of doing the real work, you're out here playing games, man. So I don't know what's going to happen this week, but I'm so glad that J.J. <laughs> did not get elected yeah, so he I can mean, take his ass back to his chair and shut up and color. That's that's what he can do. <laughs> As a matter of fact, they 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 the Republican says that because he probably would have went back and done it again and again and oh, again of course, and of try course. to wear people down. Right. And then and then people are people that voted against him they're threatening their family members that's right and so that's on. right yeah i mean i mean this i i told my wife the other night man these people think they're mob bosses they think they're john Gotti and all these i mean <laughs> you're threatening people and i mean when, you, when you're threatening people and, and putting people's family in harm's way i mean what does that say about you as an individual well i, I, I mean think, i'm not gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off here for a second it's the people out there that believe in what they believe. They may not particularly say that I want you to go out there and do this, but there's crazy fuckers out there that will say, well, he, he voted against him and a vote mm -hmm. against him is a vote against me, yeah. you know? And so these crazy people, what they call them, lone wolves. Yeah, these lone are wolf. the people out there that are, that, that are doing this stuff, mm -hmm. you know? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is. It is good, man. I. It is all good that he did not get the gavel. And so we'll the clown car will start up again this week. <laughs> that <laughs> was a good special. That was a good special effects you had there. That was real good. <laughs> <laughs> because it Some, is. It is. It is somebody needs to steal damn keys to the clown car. I'm man. serious, man. Somebody take take their <laughs> keys, man. And take their keys and say, no, you can't drive no more. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, it, it is comical, man, to watch this. So we got endured here this week coming up. So they're supposed to have some uh, confab tomorrow to see what they can do. But the nine people that have thrown their hat in the ring, they're just as bad as he is. They may not be as bad as Jim Jordan, but when you look at them, when they put their mug shots up on the TV, the bulk Thank of them are, the, are election now. There's only a yep. few that that wouldn't say that Joe Biden won the election. And it's like, right. so why should you be speaking? You know, you know what? And we'll, we'll move on to the last topic. But this lady said the other day, it was one of the news shows, and she was talking about Jim Jordan. It's like, here you are. You're an election denier. You don't believe Joe Biden won the election in 2020. So if that's the case, why are you impeaching him? <laughs> He, according to you, he didn't, he's not the president. Yeah. So why are you impeaching this guy if you don't believe he won the election? I mean, it's comical, man. 
these people every day. You have to you have to laugh, otherwise you'd be crying at how sad this is. I guess he believes in the speaker, the House Speaker's election because his ass got beat. He's not denying that. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, some of that. If they would just stop, like, okay, let me think about what I'm doing. Okay, I, yeah, I, I believe Trump won the election. It was stolen, but yet I'm impeaching the guy who is the president. But you don't believe that. So why are you impeaching an imaginary individual? <laughs> you don't believe he won the election. So I mean, just stupid, man. Stupid as hell. Stupid as hell. So let's move on to our final topic and we got a hometown story in here tonight i think we had one last week so we got one in here this week but uh one of the plants in our old hometown is closing man i think you may remember them as Ambreak, and uh, they made disc brakes and drum brakes for uh, vehicles uh within north america and uh they changed their name to akabono they're a japanese owned company uh, that took up uh, residence down on Factory Row there on Ring Ring Road at the College Street. Where wherever the factories are, was it uh, College Street? Uh, was it Ring I think Ambreak was across from the Memorial Gardens off of 62. Yeah. So yeah, down in that area. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they have made the announcement the other day they're they're going to be closing their doors um, in 2025 and taking the operation out of Elizabethtown and they're going to close another factory too. But um, you know, my wife's brother worked there. My sister worked there for the longest time till she retired from there. And I don't know if you're aware or not, but a lot of people got sick working at that plant, man. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of people got sick. Some people died. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's, it was always something and that, you know, it was strange that people who had never had an illness in their life because, you know, around, I guess, chemicals that were there in the plant when a lot of people got sick and some people died. Um, so, um, you know, I don't know what uh, people some people never took action against that to raise, uh, you know, you know, raise a question about, hey, is something going on here because people are getting illnesses, cancer, this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh so, but I don't think anybody ever raised issue. My sister left. She said, you know, I think it's time for me to go because she saw a lot of people getting sick and uh, a few people did pass away because they worked there for so long and whatever was going on, it was either getting in their system or whatnot, but she decided to leave before, uh, before, you know, it, it affected her health in some way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of factories there. Elizabethtown. Is basically a factory town. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, growing up, I only went to a farm once. You know, a lot of people think that if you grew up in Kentucky, you're supposed to have grown up with no shoes, no education, no teeth is in your mouth, (laughs) none of that. Well, hell, mostly factories because Elizabethtown is, is known as the hub city. Right. Because all the major roads that go through Kentucky go through Elizabethtown. Right. You know, north, south, east, and west, southeast, northeast, you name it. It goes through goes through E-Town. Yeah. And, you know, from, from day one, as long as I can remember, you either had a job on the post mm-hmm. or you had it. Most people had jobs in factories. And E-Town yeah. was, has always been a factory town. Yep. And as of right now, just 
there's no room in E-Town to build this huge ass Ford plant. So they just went just <laughs> a few miles south of there, mm-hmm. southwest of there and building this huge um, Ford. Uh, it's a Ford factory it's a, or so. Yeah, it's a and, it's a plant. It's, it's a, a plant and they're going to build batteries for EVs. Yes. So that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Huge, huge factory going to be down there. So yeah, it's, every and, time I go south, man, that thing gets bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be two two facilities. One of them right. is close to being done, the other one's in the construction phase now, and uh, they're gonna have a lot of good paying jobs, man. A lot of good pay. The factories always paid well in E Town. If you right. if you if you got on one of the jobs, one of those factories, man, they paid well. You know, they paid well. I, I never worked in one of the factories. My wife, uh, at the time she wasn't my wife, but she worked at Dow Corning. Remember the Dow Corning factory yep. there? Yep. So she worked uh, worked there for a while. And like you said, Crucible Steel and I Gates Rubber. I worked at Crucible Rubber. Steel for yeah. a summer before going, getting out of the Coast Guard and going to yep. Eastern. I yep. worked at Crucible Steel, man, the graveyard shift, midnight <laughs> to 8 a.m., man. And it was, uh, I worked in the heat treat department ooh. and the, the average temperature in the heat treat department in the summer, the average temperature, and they have these huge uh, thermostats that you stuck in the uh, furnaces mm-hmm. that would heat, would heat these magnets up to 3000 degrees Whoa. and you would stick this thermostat in there to make sure the temperature was right 3000 degrees and what i did was that when the magnets were done they were all on timers we would take them out of these furnaces furnaces that kind of rotated around so when every 15 minutes the bell would go off would raise up and we would pull these 3000 degree magnets uh, i mean metal out and then we would run them into the magnetometer Mm-hmm. Okay, and then after that, we'd take them out of the magnetometer, and then we would stack them where they're supposed to be. Well, this thing that kept that measured the temperature of the thermostat, we just laid it on top of the table next to the furnace or near the furnace, and the average temperature was 142 degrees. Whoa, 142 degrees. That was it, and then we would pick up literally would pick up these magnets down for 3000 degrees with our hands and these big mitts whoa and and we would pick those things up man it would be it was hot i mean mm. two o'clock in the morning it's 142 degrees in that place wow yes sir wow. wow yes sir and it was dangerous work too one guy that was working with me because sometimes we would slide these um magnets out and they would these this metal out and they would slide into a magnetometer and this magnetometer would when it rolled these magnets this metal rolled across them it would automatically trip the magnet and it would magnetize them Mm. well sometimes the the cases that came out were smaller than the sides of the magnetometer so we would have to put these huge uh, these bars may be six inches wide, six by six that are metal in between the sides of the magnetometer and the trays. Mm. And so a uh, guy that I was working with, 
uh, one time came, he brought something down and he accidentally tripped the magnetometer when he was placing the bar in. So his fingers were between the sides Ooh. of the magnet and that steel bar. Ooh. And literally it almost cut his hands off. I mean, you know, he was, I'm at the opposite end doing something and he's, we had these great big thick mitts on. If he didn't have those thick mitts on, it would have crushed his fingers. Mm. And so he's screaming, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. And so I'm like, what, what? Cause you couldn't hear anything. And he right. turned it off and I turned it off and he pulled his hands off and you can see these great big old dents in his fingers. Ooh. Even, even <clears> the, the, the mitts that we were wearing were probably two and a half, three inches thick. And it, that much pressure had gone. So, I mean, wow. it, was, it was dangerous work. Very, mm. it, was, it was dangerous work. And wow. uh, that was my one, I guess it was the semester before I went to Eastern. Wow. It's about three months, man, that I spent working in the heat treat department. Wow. It was hot and dangerous. Wow. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of folks got their, uh, got their start working in a lot of those factories, man. And, you know, some of them are still around. Some of them are gone. I think Crucible's been gone for a long time. Yeah. And now uh, Akabono is leaving town. But I think uh, the area is going to do well with this board plan. I think it's it's, it's going to be huge. And like I said, some of the jobs they're advertising, they pay quite well. And uh, so it's 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 good for the community. You know, they're bringing in. Uh, you know, viable work for people. And, uh, but yeah, a lot of that work is dangerous and, uh, you gotta, you gotta be on it, man. You gotta, yeah. gotta stay sharp. Otherwise, you know, you get injured and something yeah. like that, man. So one, yeah. one not being attentive to something, it could, uh, you know, impair you for life. You yeah. Know? So, well, I hope, I hope there's one small caveat to all of that. And that is that they start building stuff on the east side of E-Town. Yeah. I, I would hope you know, so, man. Put Myers or Kroger's or something, yeah, on something on man. that east side, yeah. man, because they've already built highways to the the, yeah. the yeah. place in, in Glendale. Mm-hmm. You know, new yeah. on ramps and everything, man. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna yeah. be a whole there's gonna be thousands of jobs that's gonna be there and, and to be on the east side of Elizabethtown right off of sixty five. You know they're gonna have to do something there. Right. Yeah. They need a grocery store. I mean, they need a they need a whole infrastructure out there, man. I mean, it's just it's wide open out there, and there's nothing out there, man. It's I, I there's nothing for people to do, man, or to go and whatnot. They shop. They got to come the other direction. So right. I would hope that somebody would finally realize, hey, we got to build up this 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 side of town. Uh, and my thing, I, I, every time I'm there, man, I'm driving up 31W. It's a cluster, man. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like, why do you have everything piled into this one area instead right. of whoever did this back in the beginning when E-Town started to grow? Move some of these restaurants to the other end of town. It would make things seem like the place is bigger than it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you got every restaurant, every business clustered right here in this one corridor. Right. And and now man, it's I'm, I feel like I'm driving in some big city somewhere because the traffic is so bad. <laughs> it's a half you know? a mile of traffic jams and yeah. more lights than you can imagine. Because yeah. when we were growing up, there were no lights on 31. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's everything out there. And it's like whose idea 
was it to put everything in this one corridor. You got a whole other end of the town where there's nothing. You could have put some restaurants there, put some apartment built, but something to make the town spread, make make it as not as dense as it is when well, you go up that highway. You know but, what that's all about, my friend. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Your side of the tracks is what they want to stay away from. <laughs> that's true. You're absolutely right. <laughs> they got you're everything right. on my side of the tracks. Yep, you're absolutely right. You know, you're that's the bottom line. They they're not gonna do much to help your side of the tracks out. No, no. And but they'll do a lot to help out my side of the tracks, right, you know, right, in which right. they need to do things on your side of the tracks. That's that's where they need the most work is on right, your side of right, the tracks. Right. Right. It's it's desolate, man. There's a lot of buildings now that are, you know, that Herb Jones uh, dealership, it's been sitting empty for I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting empty, man. It's a, it's a, it's an eyesore because it's just, it's just sitting there. Yeah. And as you go over the tracks and you head, you know, you know, toward my area there and you start going out, um, uh, what is that? You start going out Dixie, going yep. out the other end. It's like, there ain't nothing out here. No. I mean, you could have put some business there. Somebody, I, I hope somebody has the vision to like, you know what? We got a whole side of town. We got people that live out here. Maybe they would like a grocery store. Maybe they'd like a movie theater. Maybe they'd like something out here on this side of town. If I had the money, that's what I would do. If I had the financial means, I would find a way, man, like put an investor group together or something and let's let's do something on this in the town, you know, because it, it's just there. And it ain't nothing happening. So yeah, the city council's not doing a damn thing about it. No, no, no. I, I yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but uh, I, I don't see it. I see they're building more stuff going out 31, and it's it's just, this is a cluster, man. It's just <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. I I hate to go out there. I hate to get on that road to go do anything out there because right. now it's it's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. And they built ring roads to bypass all that. Yeah. And yeah. ring roads becoming just as bad. It is. My it is. It is. They're building everything on ring road now. Uh, you know, Servants Valley moved out there. They got a big Menards out there now uh, and homes out there. So, yeah, it, it, before long, it's going to become like 31W. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be. And they're like neglecting that. the east side of town. Yeah. Because still neglecting it. Yep. Oh, I, I don't know, man. We, we, we know what's up, so we'll just <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that and yeah. uh, and call it a day. So, yeah. yes, sir. Okay. Well, we've been doing this for a minute. Yeah, so we we got a little carried away tonight. But <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all right, my friend. And uh, we've been doing this for a minute, so we're gonna. We have no other topics unless there's something that you want to bring up. I can't think of anything else. I think we we hit on it quite good tonight. Okay. All right. <laughs> with that being said, I guess we can say if there's anything that the listening audience wants, we say this every every time, but give us a call. Hit us up on Facebook. Give us some topics. And then yeah. we'll be tried to we'll try our best to uh, discuss them. And uh, hopefully have a um, interesting discussion as we move forward. Yeah, and if you uh, like to be a guest, hey, we'll bring you on. We we always look to uh, change things up a little bit. So if you like to be a guest on the, one of the episodes, hey, hit us up. We'll bring you on. 
All right. With that being said, seeing that we're in the World Series, getting ready to start the World Series, we're in the the uh, division championship parts of it. I'm going to use a baseball analogy tonight, like three strikes. We're out. We're out.